You're listening to audio from Trinity West Seattle. For other resources, more information about this sermon series, or to connect with us, visit our website, www.trinityws.com. Hello, my name is Grace, and today's reading is from Psalm 133. As you are able, please stand for the reading of God's word. A Song of Ascents of David. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It is like the precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. It is as if the dew, it is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. The word of the Lord. You may be seated. Okay, so I need a whiteboard. And we're going to invite all of the kids. You guys, you guys want to come down? We're just going to do this just like we do downstairs. So pretend this is the transition time from your classroom. We're coming into the big room. We're going to make it right here. If you normally sit in chairs, you can grab one of these front pews if you like. And if you're normally one of our floor sitters, we've got some space right up here on the floor. Uh, if you're you know, a three and four-year-old and maybe you're a little nervous, that's okay. If you're a fifth and sixth grader and you think you're too cool for this, that's okay too. If you're an adult and you wish you were a kid, you can also come forward. Okay, awesome. So, awesome. How you guys doing? Good. Real quick, I'm going to talk to the adults for one second. I just, since we have everyone in here, and it just, it's awesome. It feels so full. Um, as Joel said, I'm Bill. I'm the family ministry director. If you volunteer in any capacity in the kids' ministry, would you just stand for a minute? Yeah, awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Now, if you didn't stand, <laughs> we need a few more of you, but that's fine. Okay, guys, how, we doing good? Okay, we're going to do this just like we do downstairs, we're just in a little bit bigger room, but that's fine, right? Um, now, the grown-ups in the room, they don't know our rules, and they don't know how we usually do this. So does anyone want to remind them what are some of our rules? What's one of our rules? What is that, Charlotte? We respect the elders. We respect adults, right? God has put adults in charge of us and given them authority. So when an adult tells us to do something, we respect them. Grace. We respect the Bible. The Bible is God's word, and it's how he teaches us, so we listen when the Bible is being talked about. Caleb, we respect God, so when someone is praying or speaking to God, we're quiet and listening because he's speaking to us. Awesome. Thank you, guys. That was awesome. Um, okay. Now, they actually have been doing the same series as us. It's been cool. Joel decided to do the same series we were doing downstairs, the Summer in the Psalms, <laughs> right? So, who wants to tell me what a psalm is? Jonathan. Right, it's a song to God. What else could it be? It's a song or a bear. Poem, that's right, bear, nice. So it is a psalm or a poem to God. 
Perfect. Okay, so we're going to talk about Psalm 133, but we're going to read it again at the end. Grace just read it for us, but we're going to go back to it because not all of our adults know all of the stories that we do. So we're going to talk about some of those stories, okay? But I'm going to draw some pictures. You guys know that I love to use my skills of an artist. Uh, Give me some basic shapes, some very basic, easy shapes. What do we got? A heart? Eh, let's go more basic. A squ- I can do a square. What else? I can do a circle. I, it's a rectangle. Leave me alone. What? <laughs> a triangle. Perfect. Those are the shapes I wanted. I did that on purpose because that's how I draw people. Right? Okay? So I'm putting some pictures up here just to help them see what we're doing. Okay? But, but see, look. That's how I draw people. And we're going to call this person just me. Got it? There we go. Right up there for you that can't see the whiteboard. That's just me. Okay? Now, who created me? God, right? God created how many of the things? Everything. God created everything, right? Now, what did God call everything that he created? Good, right? Yeah. He said when he, when he created the sun and the moon and the stars, he said it was good. When he created the earth, he said it was good. When he created the animals and the plants, he said it was good. When he created people, he said it was good, Right? Very good. Uh, And then, what was the first thing that God said was not good? Who knows? Who knows? What did God say was not good? Sin or badness. Yes, that wasn't the first thing, but that's definitely not good. Who thinks they know? Karis? Satan is not good. But what is the first thing God said was not good? Reagan. He said not to eat from it. I'm looking for something specific. What do you got, Charlotte? Well, that's one of the commandments. What do we got, Frazier? It's not good for man or just me to be alone. It's not good to be alone. So he made another one, yeah. And then told us to keep making other ones right? That's a different lesson that your parents are going to (laughs) teach. But God made this garden, and he put us in it, and he said that it was good, and he, he made Adam and Eve, and he had a relationship with them that was good, and our relationship with God was good, and our relationship with the garden was good, and the relationship between Adam and Eve was good. And then what happened? You guys talked about it, right? Sin, right? And when sin happened, our relationship with God was broken. And our relationship with the land was broken. And our relationship with other people was broken, right? That was not good. You knew I was going to say that. That's because you know your Bible, and that's awesome. You guys all knew I was going to say that, right? Okay, many years later, so after things are broken, right, God chooses his people 
that are the Israelites that have been slaves in Egypt. We know about that, right? Who brought them out of Egypt? Moses. God. Yet yeah, true. True. God brought them out of Egypt and he used Moses to do it, right? So God is bringing his people out of Egypt and there's still a problem. Even though he brings them out of Egypt and they're not slaves anymore, their relationship with God is still broken, right? Because there's still sin. And even when, and Bear, I'm going to need your help on this one, okay? Because I know, I know you know this one. You ready? When Moses went up onto the mountain and he got the Ten Commandments, God also gave him instructions to build something. What was it? The tabernacle. The tabernacle. That's right. The tent where God would meet with his people, right? Tabernacle means where God dwells, where God met with his people. He tabernacles with us, right? And that is how God was going to restore the relationship with his people. He was going to make it good again right? And before he could do that, we needed to have a priest that could atone for the sin, right? We needed a mediator, someone who would make the relationship good between us and God, and that was Moses's brother. What was his name? Aaron, right? He was the first priest, and so there was this moment right before the relationship was restored where God taught the people how to make Aaron a priest and they anointed him with oil. That means they poured oil all over his head. Now, I've been growing a beard just for this. What would happen if you guys poured oil all over my head? It would run down my head, go through my beard, run onto my collar. Do these words sound familiar? We just read them, right? So there's this picture. Look, here, I've got a picture up here. I'm not going to draw that one. Uh, but that, that's, a, that's a picture of them pouring that, like, horn of oil onto Aaron's head. And it just, it ran down. He's wearing the names of all of the tribes of Israel, right? And it was just this, this moment. Imagine how excited they were that God was about to fix the relationship between me and God, Right? And so now, and just me's a little big there, we're going to make me smaller so that there's room for God. <laughs> okay? Oh, look, I'm blue now. Just me. And now, well, I'm not going to make an image of God. That would be a problem. Uh, this is to represent that our relationship with God is now good because we have a priest that has made things right. He has atoned for our sin and made things right. What? Yeah. So now, now I'm good with God. Now, is that the only thing that I need to be good with? No. Jonathan, you're shaking your head. No. What else do I need to be good with? What other relationships were broken? My relationship with God? Relationship with other people? Relationship with land. That's right. Because God made the garden, and he made it good, and then sin caused them to get kicked out of the garden. And then they were in slavery, and then they were wandering in the wilderness, but there was a promise 
that he was going to bring them back into a land, and that if they kept the right relationship with God, that God would bless the land, and he would restore the relationship with the land, and every year he would give them enough food for the land, and on the sixth year he'd give them three years worth of food so they could take a whole year's vacation from working the land and give the land rest, right? And uh, so here, we've got some hills and some happy little trees. Some of you are older than me <laughs> or as old. Here's a little river that runs through it. That's another one. So, and, and I've got a picture here of like some of all of the good stuff that God was bringing into the land, right? Look at this. We've got trees. We've got fruit. We've got vegetables. We've got soda. We've got all the good things of the land that God has promised. Right? I was going to wear my Mountain Dew t-shirt. My wife said no. Um, but when God brings them into the promised land, it, he, he calls it a land flowing with milk and honey. Doesn't that sound good? Sounds like a cereal commercial. You guys don't know what commercials are, but your parents do. <laughs> oh, on YouTube, yeah, yeah. But you can skip those. Uh, so anyway... When God brings them back, he says, if you will obey my commandments and if you will keep a right relationship with God, I will restore your relationship with the land. And he gives them all of these good things and puts them back into the land, right? And so now we have this happy relationship again with God and with the land, but one thing's still missing, right? What's missing? What are we missing? What are we missing? Wow. What is it, Bear? We are people We're missing other people. We're missing the relationship with people, right? It's, it's great and awesome and good that God has restored his relationship with us. And it is great and awesome and good that he has restored the relationship with the land. But there was still fighting and there was still strife. How many of you have a brother or a sister? How many of you have ever fought with that brother or sister? Oh, 100%. <laughs> right? That, that the 12 brothers who became the 12 tribes of Egypt, they were all fighting with each other too. Right? And, and when David, some of the time when he was writing these psalms, he spent seven years even after he was king fighting with the tribe of Benjamin and with the other tribes. And there was all of this war and fighting and the relationships weren't good. Right? But part of what God did when he restored the relationship with the people in the land was restored the ability for those who had a right relationship with God to have a new right relationship with each other. Does that make sense? Are you guys with me? Okay. Some of the ways it's broken is when we fight, when we argue, when we're jealous, when we hurt each other, when we don't listen to our parents. When we lie to each other, all these things make that relationship not good or broken, right? And what we can do with a right relationship with God is, is heal that and say we're sorry and make those relationships right, okay? And that's called unity, right? Now, here's the last one, ready? When we restore those relationships, 
God gives us a command for how to live, and it's over and over and over and over in the Bible. He says he wants us to show justice and mercy. Because he is a God of justice and mercy, and he wants us to show justice and mercy. And we can't show justice and mercy if it's just me. Right? We need... We need other people in right relationship to have justice and mercy. We can't have justice and mercy when it's just me. These are the puns that I love. Justice and mercy. Yeah, yeah. So we need just me and Ice Racky, right? (laughs) Together, we have justice and mercy, and we can restore that relationship of the land. Okay. Here we go. Now, now that we have the backstory, right? Now that we, we've taught all the parents about all that stuff we knew. Now we're going to read the psalm one more time and listen to David talking about how good justice and mercy is, okay? How good and pleasant it is. Doesn't that sound like when God created the garden, good and pleasant? How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion. I told you there was Mountain Dew. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Ha ha. Mount Hermon was in the far north of Israel and Mount Zion's in the south in Jerusalem. He's just saying like, it's like when it's covering the whole place, right? For there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. And so what David is saying is that we get a chance to live like we're in heaven, the way God designed us to, right? We can live in right relationship with God and in right relationship with the land and in right relationship with each other. And when we seek unity and when we choose to live without fighting and arguing and division over little things or big things, it's as good as when the relationship was restored with God. It's as good as when God brought us into the promised land. It is so good and it is so pleasant when we have those things. You guys with me? Okay, so here's our three questions. Ready? Question one, what does dwelling in unity mean? What does it mean to dwell in unity? Charlotte? Lots of people. Do they have to behave in a certain way? How? Okay, Reagan, you want to help her out? Right. It's to live without fighting and without divisions and without bitterness and without road rage, right? You'll learn about that later. I put dwelling in unity means living with a good relationship with people the way God designed us to. Okay? What does Aaron's beard and Mountain Dew have to do with unity? Who was listening? What what does oil on Aaron's beard and dew falling on the mountains have anything to do with living together in unity? Oh, we're getting closer. 
What do you think? What do you think? Anyone know? Why did it mention Aaron's beard and oil coming down it? Yeah, he restored our relationship with God, right? And the dew falling on the mountain was restoring the relationship with the land. And so what God is saying is that when he restored our relationship with each other, it was as good as those other things, right? So here's my last question. My front row, you guys are going to get this. Who, who is our priest like Aaron today? Who makes our relationship right with God today? Jesus, you nailed it, <laughs> right? That Jesus is now the mediator that fixes sin and restores our relationship with God so that we can restore our relationship with the land and with each other. Awesome. Good job, guys. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray now, which means we're going to talk to God, so we're going to respect that, and then I'm going to let you guys go back and find your parents, okay? So let's pray first. Dear Jesus, we thank you that you are a priest for us and that you, because of your life and your death and your resurrection, have the power to fix our broken relationship with God and our broken relationship with this earth and our broken relationship with each other. And in you, we can have unity with one another again. God, we praise you and thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to audio from Trinity West Seattle. For more information about our services or to connect with us, visit our website, www.trinityws.com. Thanks for listening.